Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Mystery Theory Podcast. Today, I am coming back to you with kind of a series of cases, maybe some information, some signs, some things that you should keep in mind. Now, this episode was based because, well, on an email that I got recently. Um, there was this young lady that said that she was listening to one of my videos and she realized that something similar was going on in her life. And I kind of pointed out in that video that it's really important to know the signs of things. And sometimes the younger we are, the harder it is to see them. And, uh, so based on her email that I'm not going to share because it's pretty personal in her situation and what she's going through, I decided to create this podcast, which <laughs> this is going to be uh, called Deadly Unwanted Attention. Now, this is something that I read in an article a long time ago in where I kind of based myself when I shared that case on the YouTube channel that that lady happened to relate to. So I thought I'd not only share with you a few cases of deadly unwanted attention, but also kind of share the signs that you should look for in case that you're going through something that you're listening to this and you're like, well, check that, check that, check that. I think I'm going through the same thing without even realizing that you are. So I hope that this is not only um, a cautionary tale, not only a series of different cases that happened, but also um, kind of good information for you to have as, you know, maybe in the future something similar happens to you, well, then your radar, it's going to be on this specific signs that you should look for. Now, I've been sick for the last week and I couldn't upload anything to YouTube. I am feeling better. And for those of you who do follow me on YouTube, there will be a five part special this following week. I already did the three first, um, episodes and uh, I'm going to be doing the last two tomorrow so um, hopefully you guys are ready for a five episode special on my youtube channel and um, I also wanted to quickly or briefly I should say mention something that um, I received recently too and I wanted to explain myself a little bit even though I hate to explain myself because I feel like most of you guys like 90% of you guys get the idea of me sharing these cases on the podcast or on my YouTube channel but there are still some people that do not get it and that's okay because I am not expecting people to understand um, I always tell you guys, it's okay to disagree. So we agreed to disagree. And, you know, I, I got this comment recently in the last episode of my Chris Watts um, five-part series. And um, 
there was somebody that left a comment and, and then it disappeared. So I'm hoping that I can have some kind of a screenshot or something from my notifications to share on a, my YouTube video. But uh, it vanished. So I'm not sure if the person deleted it or if it was marked as something. Not sure though. But um, in that video, she, I'm, I think it was a she, um, said that I was kind of um, showing empathy for the killer, in this case, Chris Watts. If you watch that five-part series and you really watched it until the end, you know that I, that I, I think he is the one responsible. I really can't understand how he did it. Um, and I really... Uh, this is one of those cases that ticks me off. It really does. And that's why it did take quite a few requests for me to cover it. So, um, she said something uh, to the effect that I was empathizing with a killer and she already watched another of my videos where I was empathizing with this other guy. And I'm assuming that it was the Albert Fish um, because I named his you know, video uh, his tragic life. And I'm not focusing on the comment, but I think I need to clarify something. Guys, when I share these cases um, in here or in YouTube, what I want to do is not only share a story, okay? Because you can look it up and you can Google it and you can find in Wikipedia most of the stuff um, or at least the most important parts. But my point with my channel, because of how I am and what interests me, is to give you the full effect, okay? We all feel empathy for the victims and I'm not saying that you should feel empathy for the killers, but I want you to step in their shoes for five minutes. Why? Because I want you to understand that something really upset them. Um, and if they had no kind of mental issue, you know, maybe it was something like they were betrayed or they were lied to or they were enduring a bad relationship with their partner, like in the case of Chris Watts and Shanann uh, Watts. Um, they were not in a good relationship and one of them was not ready to let go of the marriage. Does that mean that you should kill somebody? Absolutely not. But I want you to feel their pain. So you can understand that they acted on something that they felt, on something that they thought, on something that they assumed, on something, okay? So my point when I am trying to put you guys and put myself in their shoes, they were in an abusive relationship, they were in a controlling relationship, they were, okay? The point is to understand the situation, not the outcome, okay? I will never understand why, um, in the case of Chris Watt, why he would kill his daughters, his son. And his wife. I would never understand that. So I can't empathize with a, with a guy that I cannot understand. Okay? I understand what he went through though. I do. And empathize with that part. With being in a relationship that it's not working. And one of the partner not wanting to let go. I get that part. But why do I share that with you guys? And why? <clears throat> excuse me. 
And why do I make a point out of it? It's because I want you to understand that these people have problems. And I don't know what they are. I don't know if it's a gene. I don't know if it's in their brain. I don't know if they, they were born to be that way. I don't, I don't know that. But I want you to understand that these people did the unthinkable because of everyday problems. Okay? I'm in a relationship. Let's say I am in a relationship with a guy that he doesn't want to let go and I want to divorce. Well, I'm not going to get rid of the guy. What I'm going to do is pack my things. And the first opportunity that I have, sayonara, my friend. Never, it, never in a million years, the thought of doing what Chris Watts um, did would cross my mind. Why? Because I don't care about credit. Well, not that I have bad credit, but if I was in that situation, I wouldn't care if I would go into bankruptcy again. I wouldn't care if I have to have bad credit. I wouldn't care if she keeps the house i wouldn't care of you know i would just find a job in a way to prove them a good father so i can see my kids you know what i'm saying the point is some people miss the point okay of my thoughts behind the idea of the killer or you know the the why the killer says that they did it it is not giving them an excuse to do whatever the heck they want never will be. It is just to show you that because they had that feeling, because they had that experience, because they had to go through that, they felt that way. But see, you wouldn't do that. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. That is the point of my channel because I feel like there is a lot of good information in true crime out there um, that just uses the facts. And that is great because most people do enjoy that. Just share with me the facts. But I started my YouTube channel and this podcast to make you think, okay? Not to empathize with the killer, not to empathize with, you know, their situation. But I want you to feel what they were feeling and understand that not in a million years you would have done the same thing or I would have done the same thing. But I want you to feel their pain. I want you to feel the situation that they were going through. I do it myself every time I share a case with you. I put them in their shoes. Because it's very easy to put myself in the family's victim, you know, the victim's family's shoes. It's very easy. We all do. It's part of our, you know, how we work as humans. So I do do that. (laughs) But I also want to give you a different angle. And that's the mystery theory. That is why, guys, that is why I share what I share with you guys, because it's a mystery to me how some people can make those decisions with the same kind of problems that pretty much anybody in this world can have. And they will make a different decision. How does these people, what is in their brain that would make them think that getting rid of a person will fix their problems? That is the mystery to me. So if you think that I'm empathizing with somebody, more power to you. I mean, you do you. But please understand that you're not going to get anything different from me because the point of this channel, the point of this podcast is share with you a different angle. 
If you want to listen to the facts, if you want to listen to the story, if you want to listen and understand however the, you know, interpret things um, the standard way, there are a lot of podcasts that you can go for. There is True Crime Garage, there is My Favorite Murder. There's a lot of different podcasts that really have that, you know, uh, I don't know how to even say it, more like a story that they would do for a documentary or more like a story that they would do in some kind of a news something and that is okay because a lot of people do like that style but what I'm trying to say here is um, that that's why it's a mystery theory because I cover a different angle the angle that I cover all my life I mean and this is not something that I made up I've always done the same thing because it's in me thinking that way. Um, I, and I give this example all the time when people cut me off in the middle of the freeway and I'm, I just think, oh my gosh, this guy is an idiot, but it's probably going through something. Maybe he has a, you know, maybe he's going through the wars. Maybe he's getting late to work. Maybe he's having trouble at work. Maybe, you know what I'm, th- you know? Is it me excusing the guy for cutting me off in the freeway? Well, maybe. But it really helps me cope with things and understand things in a different way. I understand that the guy is a jerk. Well, welcome to this world. There's a bunch of jerks here. The other idea would be that I get mad at the guy and I'd be flipping him off or I'll be... You know what I mean? Um, I really can't change that about me and I really can't just do whatever what everyone else is doing I'm sorry that it's not what I'm going to do with a podcast that is not what I'm going to do with my YouTube channel and I guess what I'm trying to say is I want to make this clear not to excuse myself for the way I cover cases but for those of you who listen to the cases from start to finish you know that at the end, I will tell you, I mean, I have no mercy for that. Leave that to God, not to me. I mean, these people, when they do horrible things, I will tell them like it is. And in the case of Chris Watts, she probably heard, you know, was listening to the story and was listening how the problems that he was having. And I completely understand. But if you wait until the end, then I tell you, it's not even Nicole's, uh, Cassinger's fault. It is not her fault. He was the one who chose to do it. He was the one watching his kids die as he was doing it. He's hell- I mean, he needs to be responsible for what he did and he needs to pay for what he did. Am I going to sit here and uh, pretend that I understand why he did it? No, I will never understand that. But I will understand the problems that he was having with his wife. And I want you guys to relate to the situation that he was living. But not what he did with the situation. Because I'm sure that you guys, if you were in that relationship, could have done a hundred million things differently than he did. Because it's not in you. And again, coming back to the same mystery what is in was in his brain or what was he and and she was talking about the possession thing i am i can i can choose to believe whatever the heck i want to you can choose to believe whatever the heck you want to but in his case the possession it came more like it's not kind of a religious thing but something that 
maybe a part of him that was buried or something. And what I meant by that is you can't live all your life being a good guy and then all of a sudden do this, you know. Um, I think he probably just snapped. And some people understand it with snap <laughs> and some other people don't. And some people say it's he didn't snap. He planned the whole thing. I mean, I understand that you think that way. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. And that's okay. I think if in this world we could all agree to disagree in a lot of things that really don't matter. Because it doesn't matter what I think or what you think. He'll still be in jail. And the kids are not going to be here. And Shannon is not going to be here. So, after all... There are things that are really important in this world that we can change, but this is one of the things that we just can't agree to disagree and move on. I wanted to make that clear. Now, I don't even know how to make a transition to today's case, but going back to the email that I got, um, it was this lady telling me her story, and I thought that, as always, the mystery theory, it's about exploring different sides. And... um, trying to help you be aware of things and uh, how they can be prevented or you can keep an eye on them and try to, okay? Now, to this case about deadly unwanted attention and specifically about stalkers and we all hear about them but usually when they are, um, they target some kind of celebrity but, you know, sadly there are more stalkers that you can imagine. Um, they're everywhere. And they're preying on everyday normal people. You don't hear about them, but they are out there. We know about the celebrities that have this random stalkers that will show up everywhere. And, you know, that most of the time they get arrested or they go into a mental institution or that kind of thing. But you know that the U.S. Department of Justice estimates that more than 1.5 million people, so in two-thirds of them are actually women, are victims of stalkers every year every year now just so you know 60% of stalkers have had a prior relationship with the victim and tried to continue it which is the case of the the lady that sent me that email um, most stalkers they start uh, as passive aggressive but usually lead to violence so having these things in mind are very it's very important because i believe that can give you that um sign that it's time to do something more radical now not nine out of ten women killed by their husband yeah their husbands or boyfriends were stalked before they were murdered so this is something that it will lead more to more murders than some other cases that I've shared with you or some other statistics. So not out of nine out of 10 women killed by their husbands or boyfriends were stalked before they were murdered. Sadly, one of uh, one out of every 12 U.S. women and one man out of every 46 has been or will be stalked in some at some point in their lives. But really, how do you know if you're being stalked? Well, I'll give you a few pointers and I'll give you some information um, before we move on to the cases. But um, it is hard to describe, really, even by the experts. Um, But um, I will try. 
Number one, if a person repeatedly watches you, okay, that is one of the signs. If that person follows you, if it harasses you, and honestly, if it makes you feel unsafe or afraid, okay, those are just some of the most notorious signs of somebody being stalking you. So you probably, I mean, if you went through some of these things, um, you probably thought that they were not a big deal, but they are. And you must do something about it uh, before it's too late. Um, stalkers use a, 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 you know, a bunch of different things, really. They use threats and they use violence to scare the victims. They can engage in vandalism. I mean, they, they, they're pretty... This is pretty smart people and that's one of their traits. And I'll explain that a little bit more. But on the victim signs... If you or somebody you know are experiencing anxiety, insomnia, severe depression, I mean, those are some of the signs that when you put them together with the harassing and the following and, you know, that is a, a stalking uh, situation, okay? But why do they do it? Now, there are a few things that the Department of Justice have as quote-unquote explanation what these people, why these people do it. One of them is power over an ex-partner. Um, they feel rejected. And they also, because they're obsessed with the victim. They have very specific characteristics, like most talkers are older and better educated than most criminals. También, um, the... The other thing is that um, they are unemployed or underemployed. It's something that is very common, okay? It's, it's, it seems very specific, but it's very, very common. The, um, they suffer some kind of depression, but they're not delusional. So don't get me wrong. You don't have to be delusional to be a stalker. Now, they rationalize, uh, rationalize I should say, their behavior, and they, they just don't think that they need help they they feel like what they're doing is normal it's what any other person would do in their situation now we all know and i shared this case with you guys in one of my youtube uh, videos remember that um, a lady that was killed by her um online uh, dating well she dated him and then they they got engaged and they were going to get married and then she found out something and i mean technology had i mean made it worse to be honest but they always found a way around it so it's not like this is the only way that they can do it but they can use some kind of a spyware on a computer um, to tell you ex to tell them exactly what you are doing what you are typing what you're looking up the documents you keep the websites that you visit they can harass them better online posting things that about them messaging them you know creating forums about these people i mean they are very ingenious again they're smarter and older than or not smarter but better educated than most criminals now the prime target for these talkers are younger women and that was the case for the lady that sent me the email um, just so you know most victims are under 25 years old but one of out of uh, five of them is between 11 years old and 17 so just so you have an idea if you think that you have to be uh 18 or older to be stalked 
let me tell you you're wrong really happens more with um, teenagers and preteens that we could imagine now do you remember the case of margaret mary uh, ray well she was a st- she was talking the this talk show guy host <laughs> david letterman uh, this is a very well-known case. It was all over. I mean, she was arrested when she stole uh, his Porsche and went for a ride with her three-year-old son. Now, she stalked the guy for about 10 years or, yeah, just about 10 years. And she used to say that he was her boyfriend or husband. <laughs> she broke into his home several times and she would leave gifts for him. She was arrested a time because of trespassing or you know some kind of similar charges where she was trying to get to this guy Letterman. And in one occasion, uh, he found her passed out in his tennis court. I mean, she was sleeping there. <laughs> uh, and the tennis court was at his house. So um, in this case, and I feel like this is the case for most guys, uh, he didn't take it very seriously, honestly, and even joked about it while he was in his show. In his show. Now, <laughs> this Margaret lady, she had serious problems, and again, that's where we go with the this mystery behind all this. But in the case of Margaret, she committed suicide, and she stood in front of a oncoming train she kneeled in front of it and um, later on we we learned that she had this um, erotomania which is a type of delusion related to schizophrenia some kind of a something related to it it's a mental illness Apparently, when you have this erotomania, this is when you believe that uh, this stranger or celebrity is in, is in love with you. You just believe that. Your brain tells you that that's the truth. And it really is hard to fight with your brain when you know that's the truth for you. So, a lot, a lot of stalkers are classified as erotomaniacs. Now, a couple of cases that you maybe know about, but I thought they were pretty good examples, was um, Emma Thurman. I can never say her name, so I'm probably butchering it. She was stalked by Jack Jordan between the years 2004 and 2011. He would send her letters, call her family, try to pay, break into a movie set once, he showed up at her home late at night in several occasions and he ended up having a restraining order against her. I mean, she against him and three years of probation. Now, that was a good scenario, right? Well, Jodie Foster, she was talked uh, she was talked by John Hinckley and um, he was obsessed with her after the movie Taxi Driver that she starred. And in 1981, he attempted to assassinate Ronald Reagan, the president of Reagan, because he wanted to get her attention. He was declared insane and institutionalized, which was one of more, I mean, he didn't try to kill her, but it was a really bad case. So, 
I guess all this information and I guess this unwanted attention that in this case, in the, this particular one, Jody, uh, Jody <laughs> Foster and Uma was going through. It was just one of those things that, or in this case, also Letterman, um, some of them, they did see the signs and they did something about it. And I feel like for women, it's easier to see it. But in some other cases, they're so subtle that you can't really tell the difference. But this is the beginning of the end. Just like, that's how I like to call it. If you let these things go, if you attribute this to a bad breakup, and it's been six months, and this guy is still on your toes, and or this lady is still showing up wherever you are. And and I, re- I recently learned about the case here in Utah of this guy that I don't know what he did. I I guess he can he 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 got this private investigator, and uh, basically the private investigator has the power to put a tracking device and this is something that it's being disputed in you know as far as if it's going to be illegal from now on or not but um they the pi put these tracking device in the back tire i mean the the back of the back tire and um the wife or yeah they were getting a divorce but the wife at the time she noticed that every time she was at mcdonald's or she was somewhere the husband would go by and uh she couldn't understand how i mean it was i mean really they were in completely different cities you know and then while she was at work or whatever and he would show up in these random places i mean he wouldn't go and talk to her but she could see him go by and then she finally realized, I can't remember how, but she found this tracking device. And, and now she says that that's all she thinks about all the time. Um, she was then in some kind of article where she was explaining, like, she's always looking in her car to make sure that nobody put a tracking device on her. Now, you're probably thinking, well, maybe she was hiding something in the husband. It doesn't matter. Really, it doesn't matter. Um, and if you're going through a situation where you're being stalked or you're having some kind of this experience, you don't want to call it stalking. That's okay. Uh, we don't have to label things. But uh, just so you know, somebody trying to know where you are 24-7, it's not okay. Um, it doesn't matter if you're driving around or you're at home all day and you decide to go to McDonald's and then come back. Um, or you take the kids to school and come back. That is a very abusive relationship and you should get out of it. Not because you have something to hide or because you're trying to, um, you know, you're doing something fishy or whatever the case may be. No, 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 no. You don't necessarily need that. But that's showing you how much they want to be in control over your life. And that it's dangerous. So you either try to find some help with... um, some kind of therapy or some kind of um, counseling or something or it's just one of those signs that it's telling you that you're not trustworthy and I think that after a while that will be 
kind of drill into your head and you start to believe it. And um, I am one of those persons. I like I, I don't care. Whoever checks my phone, I have nothing to hide. Um, I have it with a code because uh, it will it will turn on in random places and it will kill my battery. But uh, I really don't care if people look at my phone. I don't care if they go through my messages. I don't care if they check my social media. I have nothing to hide. Um, but I think if you have somebody who is constantly checking your stuff. Um, even if you have nothing to hide that is showing you, giving you a sign that you have to work on something. And if things are starting to add up and at the end you realize that it's not only that, but it's also this and that, maybe it's the time to either talk to your partner and go counseling, go somewhere where they can understand that this is not the kind of relationship that we should have as partners but or I should say maybe you should get out of that relationship if you're starting to see signs of violence if you're starting to see some things that hey this is not okay because if you accept it once it's going to happen again and again and again and it can get worse every time so I guess what I'm trying to say here is that in this case of this lady that emailed me, <clears throat> it's very common. Does that make it okay? No. And even if she cheated, and even if she lied, <clears throat> and even if she is not a good person, he shouldn't have the right to do what he does. You know, that should be your sign. If you're in a relationship where you don't really trust your partner, maybe it's time to move on. It's just as simple as that. That's why I believe that you have to know the person before you marry the person that you're going trying to spend the rest of your life with. And that's why it's good to have a longer relationship before getting married. <clears throat> Because it's this is the kind of thing that you learn about the people, and you don't really need to be married to them to know, to find out that they don't trust you, or they 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 have trusting issues, or they are jealous, or. And I'm not saying that if, that if you're jealous, you shouldn't be in a relationship. I'm saying that you either work things through, or you get out, because things do get worse every single time. And. To you who wrote this email and to you guys that may be going through something like this or you know somebody who's going through something like this, these are the signs. This is what you need to look for and you must do something before it's too late. You don't want to leave your life up to somebody who's not in the right mind. So I hope that this unwanted attention that you're getting, maybe it's to a point flattering that they are, you know, after you so much, but it's deadly. 
and more cases and more cases every year are proving that these are the signs. So if you are a true crime lover, if you are the kind of person that really wants to get in the story and understand what happened or try to use this information in a positive way for the future because you cannot change what already happened if you're in that boat, then these are the things that we must know before we decide to continue in a relationship or these are the things that we must see in others when it happens that we care about and give them the signs because listen you know about this science now but not everyone does this is not something that they will sit down with you in high school and explain to you yet it's one of the most common things that are happening today we all know about cyberbullying we know about bullying we know about but what one what happens when it's something this serious when you can lose your life these are the signs these are the things that you should know and if anything after all the true crime cases that i've shared with you well this is the number one reason behind most of them most not all but most of them we know that there are a lot of i recently shared with uh, on my patreon page a case about this um gay couple and then they invited a third person into their relationship. Yeah, that kind of thing. It's also very high in the list. But this is <laughs> this is how things start. So I think you should know about them. Anyways, thank you so much for being here today. I will live a little I forgot last Sunday, but I will do this as soon as the podcast is released. But um I'll add a picture with today's theme and video on my community page on Fa on Facebook, on YouTube. So if you want to leave your comments, thoughts, in any kind of a commentary or whatever you want to add to this podcast, I'll have it there so you can go ahead and comment there because I feel like I'm alone here with no comments. So thank you so much for being here today. I hope you have a wonderful week. And come back next Sunday here to the podcast for a new true crime case. It's going to be a pretty long one. But I hope that you join me. And as always, we can explore together the mystery theory. Bye guys.